It is also critical that you focus on what it is you want to be, not what you are. Welcome to the Step Change Podcast from me, Mike Foster, The Entrepreneur's Mentor. Now, my podcast is a series of thoughts to help you with the development of your own business and to make that step change often needed. Because we all know that if we want something different, then it's often a step change that we need to make. Now, one of the common discussions that I have with my clients is around how they scale their business. Now, I could not include all my thoughts and tips in one short episode, hence the theme of this latest podcast series. But in this podcast, I wanted to share some of the headlines that I believe, help you consider and even start to scale your own business. Firstly, you have to be clear on your purpose. As a young business, your purpose can be easily controlled by your individual actions. However, as you scale and as you're only then part of the day-to-day contributions, then your purpose has to be crystal clear. Otherwise, it will be diluted by others. You also need to know why you really want to scale your business and consider if it's likely to be achieved with the growth. So for example, I've seen businesses scale for the purpose of size, i.e. I want to double the size of my business. But as a result, they've seen some reduction in their profit margin. And that result of their reduction in profit has therefore reduced the income potential for the owners. And that was obviously one of the opposites of the expectations of having a bigger business. It is also critical that you focus on what it is you want to be, not what you are. So many businesses reach a point of their organic growth where they've maxed out, a point where working harder or longer hours is no longer the solution for further development of the business. Now, I recall a conversation with a respected leader in my network who once described how their business changed and often the leadership team had to change as they reached five employees, 10, 25, 50, 100, 250 employees. And as best as you can, you need to predict the future. I appreciate we don't have a crystal ball, but your growth plan should be based on more than just a whim or a finger lick in the air. So what is your business telling you? What is your market telling you? What are the trends that you're seeing in your numbers? How is your sector performing overall? What are the markets saying? What is the experts in that market predicting in their commentaries? And from this gained knowledge, you can map out a plan and a related financial model that predicts the opportunities and the related investment that brings those opportunities to fruition. And where will your growth come from? Will it be from your existing customer base or will it require new markets? Will the growth be generated via your existing or new revenue streams? And can the existing business deliver that growth plan or will you require strategic partners or even perhaps a merger or an acquisition which is becoming more and more popular in growth plans? A common conversation I have with my clients is to make sure you're asking yourself, is your foundation strong? You should ensure that you are ready for growth. Is it the right time to scale your business? Do you have the right foundations and are they strong enough to support your growth? Personally, I've picked up quite a bit of work from other coaches who simply focus on sales as the development. And as a result, the client's business has nearly fallen over as the rest of the business is not structured to cope with those extra sales. I work with my clients to ensure that the platform is created, the platform is strong. So much like building a house, if the foundations are weak, then there is every chance it's going to fall over. And what are the barriers to scaling your business? If there wasn't such barriers, then everyone would be doing it with ease. It's like any goal for some people. When it's found to be more difficult than they first considered, they will bail out. So approach your barriers like an ant approaching a stone. It appears big at first instance, but it also appears a barrier. 
but the stone never stops that ant as they find a way to go around it, over it, or even move it. And can you identify your potential obstacles and any barriers to your growth? And if so, consider the solution to that obstacle in advance. And if you can plan these solutions into your planning, then when you execute that, then the obstacle shouldn't occur. Now, the most common barriers that I tend to see with um, scale-up businesses is the lack of strategy, the lack of working capital or cash or the ability to raise finance or the unwillingness to raise finance, not finding the right quality people to be able to build a good team around the business owner, the lack of the ability's owner to let go, and also the reaction to change or the change management throughout the business. Now, considering one of these points, know what money you need. It's rarely wise to start scaling your business if your finances are stretched. You will struggle to scale your business if you need every single penny that you currently invoice. So for example, if you don't have the working capital or you don't want to take the risk of borrowing money, then the cost of hiring people to recruit more customers or to deliver your promise will of course have to come from somewhere. And if you've already maxed out, then it's not really going to work and it will often fuel your doubt or your procrastination. So what working capital do you need? Have you forecasted your cash requirements and know what the business has to do to meet your financial model? If you don't have the working capital or you're not willing to take that risk in financing your plan, then the only other option really is to scale back your expectations and that might dampen your scalability or your growth plans. That may mean missing those opportunities that you can see for scaling the business, but that reflection, of course, has to keep it real. Now, it is rare that you will scale your business on your own, so build a great team who delights your customers by investing in the right people in the right place. You will hear many successful business owners quote how important it is to be surrounded by good people and even people that are better than yourself. So from my experience and observations, I encourage you to seek people of good character and good attitude. Anyone would struggle to change these personality traits, but we can all train with skill and competence that's required to do a role effectively. I also encourage my clients to hire people that can initially follow the current systems and processes within the business because that's how its business is done around here, but also have the ability to influence and improve these in the future. Now, one question I always ask the business owners who are looking to scale is, are you ready to let go? As I say, it's one of the barriers to scaling for many businesses. It's the biggest challenge for most business owners that I meet. Can they trust anyone to do it as well as they already do? As you scale your business, you have to be prepared to delegate as you can no longer do everything or have a hand on everything. Trying to micromanage everything would just not be a great use of your time. And additionally, my findings are that micromanagement primarily indicates to the team that you don't trust them. And that's a common reason why people leave their jobs. Now, one way to help you feel comfortable with letting go is to have well-considered, robust systems and processes. These will have been initially created by you as the person who knows how best to deliver your business model and your promise. In time, these initial systems and processes should be developed by others to a point that demonstrates best practice and that shares how things are done around here. Now, one of my book recommendations on the recommended reading list that I share is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And The E-Myth talks about seven areas for systemization. Leadership, finance, management, lead gen, marketing, lead conversion, and customer fulfillment. And if you've not started with your systems at this point, which one of those would be your priority? 
Now, for me, of all the systems that you could create for your business, you should certainly have a process that creates a sustainable marketing and sales function that constantly generates and converts leads. After all, you could have the best other systems, but if you have no or too few customers, you're not going to really test those systems or processes. Now, often scaling your business enables you to move away from the feast and famine behavior of many businesses that only market their business when they're not very busy. But once you start to scale, you often need this consistent flow of new business to support your overall plan and your financial model. Another way to keep control of your business with confidence is to consider your leadership dashboard. Imagine being the captain of your ship, stood on the captain's deck with all you can see ahead of you is the horizon. So you need indicators to provide you with that confidence that you're heading in that right direction. So what are your key performance indicators? What should you be measuring? What should you be keeping an eye on? I encourage you to measure some outcomes such as revenue, but primarily focus on your activities. If you purely measure outcomes, then it may be too late before you realise that you've already gone off course. As there is so much to consider when steering your ship in the right direction as you scale, then one consideration is to firstly perfect your offering and then use systems, processes and automation to deliver your quality consistently. Over recent years, it's become commonplace to outsource some of your business activity to help with this. And this has been a useful way of bringing in specialist resources to businesses that you don't need to perhaps have in your business full time and you can not really find a way to blend it into another role. So can an outsourced resource add to your team, add to the whole makeup of your business and give you something that you don't already have? In the long term, and certainly in preparation of your inevitable exit of the business, then you need to take yourself out of the roles, out of the day-to-day -day operation of the business, and to reduce what you do day-to-day -to, -day to give you more time to work on the business, and then to be able to establish what you can let go of. Now, for now, identify your ideal role in the business. Where do you add most unique value to your own business? What can only you do, or what is it that you have to do? And finally, for sure, there's much more that you should be able to consider about scaling your own business. But I encourage you to have a process that helps you to make tough decisions quicker and easier. That may be by knowing those triggers that give you confidence in your decisions. It may be someone who can act as a sounding board for you, or it may be related to how you process and analyze risk. As always, I hope this content of this latest podcast has been thought-provoking and useful in supporting your thoughts in the development of your own business. Thank you for listening to this Step Change podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. I have many more resources on my website, www.entrepreneursmentor.co.uk, including my blogs, videos, a free report, and much more. And please do subscribe to my podcast via your favorite app, and the next time I release an episode, you'll be one of the first to know.